Hello, this is Mike Ghetto and Steve Carpenter. Welcome to the eighth episode of our podcast, Beer Baseball Binds, for the 2019 season. Today, we're really excited. We've got Matt Cole with us from uh, Fatheads Brewing just outside of Cleveland. Matt is one of the, the best-known brewers in the United States, and Fatheads is uh, one of the most iconic brands in the business. So we're real excited to have Matt join us today. We've got some sunshine daydream in our cup. Matt, uh, welcome to the podcast, and, and what a great beer. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. I'm honored to be here or, you know, be on your podcast and inviting me to spend some time with you guys. It's awesome. Matt, you make beers specifically for people like me that like <laughs> just a little bit of beer with their hops. And uh, you, you know how, how to do it. It's, it's such a, a, a joy. I, I really miss not being able to go down to Portland exactly. to the, yep. the local fatheads <laughs> yeah. down there. It's always a, a, a one of my favorite places, and I know there's Yeah, they still... knocked it out of the park for sure. There's no... Yeah, you know, there, there, there was no lack of good beer coming out of that brewery for sure. So, if you ever want to franchise a brewer and say <laughs> Yakima or something, no. let us know. We'd love to. No, no, no. We're trying to take things <laughs> off of our plate, and not add them at this point. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Matt, the, the last time you and I met was last summer, and it was right before your new brewery opened, and uh, it was it was a big undertaking. I could see that. Uh, how, how's it been going since you opened? Um, we're still kind of optimizing the brewery and, and, um, you know, trying to figure out things as we go. And, um, but as a whole, we've progressed a ton in the, in the last year and the quality of the beer and, um, we've added a canning line since that. So now we're running a 24 head canning line and we've released, you know, we actually in the cusp of, um, you know, it's called strange magic. It's a new, new, new beer for us. That's a, it's a nine ninety nine six pack around 65 IBUs and 6%. You know, you got to keep reinventing yourself, and I think this is going to be one of those beers. It's kind of in the in the right price point. Um, it's using some cryo and some new stuff that you guys are, you know, we've been we've been experimenting with. So um, I think it's going to be a wonderful wonderful addition. So we've got that coming out, and the the cans are 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 really helping us grow right now. Mm-hmm. Normally, I don't like to answer uh, to ask questions. I don't have a reasonably good answer on, but I'm going to ask because when we were there. Um, you guys were um, a little, I don't know, skeptical is maybe the right word for cryo, but you were you were wondering how it would work. How, how has it been uh, for you since you started relative to, uh, I know you, you you built that great big uh, facility for whole cone. How, how has the cryo been working, and are you still using a lot of whole cone, and, and what are you doing these days with that? I would say about 25% of the, of the hops that we purchase are, are whole cone, maybe 20 25%, somewhere in there. So we're still using... Um, late late hop additions um uh actually post the the post whirlpool slash we heat exchange it actually mm-hmm. um from the kettle to the whirlpool so we we really want to pass it through those whole flower hops at a lower temperature to try to stri- extract um you know all those essential oils and flavors but but not that raw coarse bitterness mm-hmm. um so we're, we're we want more of the less iso alpha i guess Mm-hmm. and uh, more more of the that those bright tropical flavors so and then we've also added another another um tool that's from browcon um called a hotback pellet so we actually have the ability to um go from the whole leaf through the pellet or bypass the leaf into the pellet um from the whirlpool so and uh, it's a we're still learning it we're learning it and uh, we're learning how to 
you know, maximize our, um, our, our flavor components. But it, we, you know, I learned from Matt Brendelson years ago, like it, it was, you know, hit those oils late. Don't leave them exposed to heat for too long. Cool it as quick as you can. Otherwise it just flashes off and we want to like capture that as best yeah. we can. We're enjoying a sunshine daydream right now. We've, and then we've got uh, uh, on the on deck circle, we've got a uh, Fathead's Headhunter, which is one of my favorite Iconic. beers. Yep. Yeah, that's that's an awesome beer. Uh, I'm guessing, and I hate to do this live, but I'm guessing there's probably some mosaic in the Sunshine Daydream and maybe a little Citra also. Yeah, you're pretty good. That's good. Okay. Um, yeah, and but there's a little bit of Chinook in there as well. Okay. Um, and it's, um, you know, we're looking for that lighter body. It, it, it's actually, it drinks like some people's IPAs. It's, it's pushing 55 to 60 IBUs at times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've actually, you know, cut back on some of the bitterness. I mean, the GABF, uh, the style guidelines call for 55 and, um, it was, um, it's pretty aggressive for the beer style, but still an amazing balance for a 4.8% oh. beer. And it's, it's not an easy thing to pull off in all reality. Well, you've oh, done it absolutely. well. I was just looking at the alcohol level because it does give a great mouthfeel, like you mm-hmm. said, Steve. And yeah, yeah 4.8, 4.9, pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, thanks guys. That's cool. It's a, it's one of my favorite go-to beers, obviously, because you can drink a few of them and now it's in cans and, um, you know, we're, we're riding the 15 pack wave. So now it's 15 packs, of session IPA and it's under 20 bucks and you know, we're, um, we're trying to make it affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your, for... you've got your neighbors north of you there in, uh, in <laughs> dreaded Michigan that are kind of doing the same thing. Is that sort of become a, this is now the new Michigan Ohio state rivalry here in your 15 packs. Huh? <laughs> I just, uh, I saw revolution also is doing about the same thing. So it, it's, I think it's a smart business thing and I think it's kind of what it, it's all, all days an amazing beer. You know, all those guys that founders are, are, are great guys. Jeremy, I try to actually get a hold of Jeremy to try to, you know, w- do selection at the same time because we always have fun getting into trouble together there in Yakima. Mm-hmm. So, um, wonderful brewery all day. I mean, it's, it's they're just taking it over. Mm-hmm. But with Simcoe, I think. Yeah, lots of Simcoe. Yep. Yeah. So can we get uh, Sunshine Daydream uh, if we go watch the Indians playing baseball? Or is that is that what is the name of the stadium now in uh, in Cleveland? Isn't it Progressive? It is Progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Progressive Field. We keep... have a stand um, behind home plate, so I think we have five beers on tap. Yep. And uh, we we have three three sandwiches, and um, yeah, it's uh, you can get Sunshine, Headhunter, um, our Bumbleberry, our fruit beer. And uh, this time of the year, we we put our light lager on, our, our starlight lager, Hellas. Sunshine Daydream at Progressive Field because sunshine a lot of times is just a daydream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's true. It's a good session. Absolutely. It's a good beer to drink while you're watching a game outside for sure. Oh, absolutely. So. It's, it's, ex- it, it's ex- aggressively dry hopped um, for yep. For a beer, you know, a lower, it's it's that's where it gets a ton of its flavor. It's almost like pale ale um, before it gets this this excessive, almost I don't know, pound and a half per barrel of, of dry hops. Yep. Now, do you get out to watch many games yourself, uh, Matt? Probably about six games a year, and um, I I do like to see how the you know check out the stand and get to know those people, and you know they're. they're 
the, the people that they have behind the stand at, at, at the stadiums, um, actually they, they work almost all the games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they really understand the product and, and they're, they're actually a sales tool. Sure. Oh, so, you know, it's kind of cool. I'm a I'm so. a Twins fan, so uh, you know the Indians are the big rivals. Have been for for several <laughs> years now, and this year, Twins are off to a really good start. And when uh, Corey Kluber went down, I think that's a yep. good sign for the Twins for a while here. So um, it's uh, but some great baseball. I mean, uh, the, the Indians have a with Terry Francona, a great coach, manager, and uh, all of those great yeah. starting pitchers besides Kluber. So it's a, it's been a fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely over the last couple of years too. They've, they've been a, and our relationship with them has grown not to get off the i mean that's still baseball but they are our number one account they sell more beer than any place else sure and uh so it's a very strong relationship that we have we've actually thought about putting some beer in the you know the training camp facilities i think it's in arizona uh things like that so it's it's a strong relationship and uh, baseball is you know that's it's it's big uh, it's, it's, it's almost, uh, but the Browns are, are the big hype around here right now. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's hard to beat that down cause they, they actually look like they're locked and loaded, but who, who, who knows? So, yeah, no, I enjoy the ballpark down in, uh, Arizona, Goodyear park. The two Ohio teams share that one, the Cincinnati yeah, Reds okay. and, and the uh, Cleveland Indians. And, uh, it's a nice ballpark and, and one of my favorite ones to go to because it does have a good selection of craft beer and, mm. And uh, um, I think the uh, you're well represented uh, with the ball club there, Matt. That's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's important. Well, the entire state of Ohio now has got so many really fantastic breweries, and uh, it's I mean just seeing our own shipments to the state, it's just exploding upwards and uh, mm -hmm. obviously fathead's uh, a big part of it, a long-term relationship but uh, go further south like you said to cincinnati and rheingeist and in between so many really good guys one of our old buddies pete velez uh, uh from yeah. yc it's just uh, not too far away from where yeah. you are uh, matt so yeah. it's pretty fun to uh, visit you know inter interesting statistic is the um i think 2018 i, I think that we were second in the country as far as breweries that opened up. Mm -hmm. um, there's 50 breweries that opened up. You you go a little bit. So south. we're over 300. We're under 300 now. Yep. And we're I don't know third or fourth in consumption. Yeah. As far as craft beer goes, you, you know, you, and obviously Ryan guy skews that a little bit. Sam Adams skews that a little bit. Yep. But still, there's a lot of there's you know there's a lot of people that are making good beer in Ohio. Yep. yep. You, you go a little bit south, and you can see the Scottish invasion down there. <laughs> yeah, the Breedog boys yep, coming yep. to town and trying yeah. to land in a in a football town down there. Um, yes. Well, Matt, you said you're serving sandwiches uh, at uh, Progressive Field. Is that coming out of your smoker? I remember uh, doing the tour, and you had your own uh, built-in smoker. And you're, that's you, right? I mean, that's one of your side. Uh, yeah, I, I I keep pretty involved with the whole um, you know barbecue thing. Um, I don't, we did, they didn't have a smoker down there to do that. So there, we, I think we're, we're running like a pierogi kielbasa sandwich. Mm -hmm. um, people love it. And then another one called fat Italian. So they're basically, um, oh, they're, you know, gourmet sandwiches that have some unusual ingredients like um, hard boiled egg and rosemary mayonnaise and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Making me hungry. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Sounds pretty good right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. How, how um, is the uh, the uh, the restaurant part of your your brew pub there, Matt? Uh, is that is that going uh, strong as well as the beer is? 
Yeah, I think almost like beyond my wildest expectations. Obviously, the highway traffic and the visibility has helped. Um, but, you know, we created this beer hall atmosphere with a lot of um, inspiration from Surly and Trogues and mm-hmm. Victory and, oh gosh, Urban Chestnut and trips to Europe. And the idea was, you know, I wanted to get 32 foot ceilings and you just, just have this big box. So, um, you know, we, we put the brewery right smack dab and behind the bar in the middle of, you know, sight of everything. And that was basically the backdrop. And then we always had a cloud cloud motif running. So at our last location, so we kind of kept the cloud motif and that made for a pretty epic view. And, um, then we just, uh, you know, we, we took, we, we made it into a rustic European style, hall and people love it there's a self-guided tour that kind of takes you through the the brewery process through fermentation our hop rooms um, all the packaging halls the lab uh, kegging canning barrel aging uh, event room there's a pilot brewery there's a lot to see on a on a small little walk and it kind of just it shows what we're all about and it's it's pretty cool experience and you're not that far from the airport right fairly yeah i mean there's 130,000 people that pass by every day and Perfect. There's, there's, we're basically yep. um, eighteen hotels around us. It, yep. We're like where people stay when they travel into town. You know, if you can only get half of them to stop and <laughs> swing in for a beer and a good sandwich, you'll be in great you shape. You got to do man. some road construction out front <laughs> and, and slow it down, and walk around like you're selling beer at the stadium. You know, and have, maybe that's... a big roundabout right there. On <laughs> you know, the in the summertime, which is really awesome, is it, no matter how fast you're zipping past that highway, um, we have that smoker going, and if that west wind is blowing, <laughs> man, it's like. Woo! It's really good. I love it it's when really a plan good. comes together. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It awesome. was unintended, but it works. Yeah. Well, that that was a, a huge undertaking, Matt. Are you able to at least relax a little bit, or you already got something else uh, planned, or just trying? Oh to no, fix I don't. I, we're we're taking things off our plate. So, I think the most important thing is to focus on this big, you know, the mothership here that we've created in. Uh, yeah, we, we, we employ 193 people out of that location, all of our, you know, administrative people and salespeople. And um, so right now it's it, it's most important for us to just kind of make sure that the, the brand and the beers, are everything's taken care of and things so are coming it, along. So and, it might be a few years before the Yakima <laughs> franchise comes to fruition. The Wapato. <laughs> Wapato. <laughs> uh, you came out, I mean, you come out all the time for selection, uh, Matt, and uh, I mean, like like Steve mentioned last year, out at the end of the Carpenter Ranch uh, and the experimental fields, having a barbecue with you was uh, was a lot of fun. It's, again, a, just a small part of what we love about this business, but uh yeah, you, you, how many years have you been coming out to, to Yakima for your for your hop selection? It's a good question. I, I think pretty maybe ten. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's we weren't a very big buyer ten years ago. Um, I remember actually sitting in Ralph's office and and doing it. Um, there was one year I came out and I got to sit um, and and um, select with with Todd and and Chris from three Floyds and Surly and uh, you know, the head banging heavy metal music was going while we were selecting hops. It was, yep. it was a really amazing experience. That was a bad crop um, year. We were trying to confuse you. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to you turn, know, turn the art made up really rattle, loud. We got some bad hops. Back in it or something. I don't know. But, um, so, I mean, after that it's, it's, it's progressed every year and, uh, you know, you guys have done better and better with making it a, a more technical experience. And, um, I, I really do look forward to it. And there's a, there's a lot that I can really look at, um, 
I leave I leave Yakima um, with a really good idea of where our beers are headed for the year, and and if I, and if I have to make some changes to certain varietals or or what, so um, you know I I know a lot not just by alpha acids by essential oils and aromas. Yep. That's great to hear, Matt. So. I mean, everything we do is geared towards helping you and our other customers make great beer. So to hear you say that is uh, very uh, heartwarming and appreciated. Yeah, and, and it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, the last two years we've, I don't, I don't know if, um, I'm, I'm sure there's always, my selection always gets mixed up a lot and sometimes I'll get the, you know, look at 10 different farms, but, um, you know, we've, we've picked the same farm now for the last couple of years. And I don't think it's coincidence. It's, it's kind of, that's what they're growing is, um, exactly what we're looking for in our IPA and especially one particular. And sometimes we go in blind and I'm kind of like flattered when we can actually like continually pick the same, same, uh, the same grower. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, a this year there were certain varietals that was, there's, I, you know, I had a hard time selecting because it was so, there's so many choices. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm going to ask, which farm was it, Matt? If it's, if it's not somebody we like, it, I don't, if I it's don't not somebody we like, well. we'll edit it <laughs> out it, anyway. Is so. it, um, <laughs> it's, it's Wyckoff? Wyckoff, okay. yep. Yeah. Nope, they yeah. Have, yep, they have yeah. great hops. Yep. Yep. Two year, last two years in a row. Yeah. Now, when you come out and you're doing your sensory, how much of it is uh, a visual and an olfactory, your nose telling you, and how much of it is kind of really scientific looking at individual components and the percentages of what you're picking? Uh, for, for, for me, I think the biggest thing is, um, is, is the aroma component of it. I, I don't look too hard at the spreadsheets. I mean, I look at seed content, and um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Alpha, alpha acids and things like that because obviously those are economics but um but um i think i, th- I think the biggest thing for me is 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 me um having um, a, a, a real confidence level in the hot by just just by you know it's bright it's mm-hmm. tropical mm-hmm. it's clean it's it, it's gonna work and then um you know sometimes we look at different lots for some we think these could be maybe better flavor hops and maybe more aroma and we've blended lots and um it it really is an intuitive way of uh kind of steering your beers down the the right path Mm -hmm. you you know harvest uh, is probably the most important time for hop growers to get the picking dates right so that uh we can delight our customers with just the right amount of oils and HSI and everything else. But I think right now here in the middle of May is probably the second most important time because growers are out in the field. They're getting their training dates right. Every variety has a little different optimum training date, and it varies a little bit by region as well. Uh, But uh, the growers are out in the field right now. Uh, we've got a, a board meeting the end of the week, and they're going to have that deer-in-the-headlight look, some of them, yep. just wanting to be out in the fields to make sure that uh, training date gets uh, gets done at the right and time. And we'll do all the bad news at the end of the meeting so they want to get out of here faster. and then Good we'll, strategy. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, is there anything, Steve, right now that's going on out there that makes you, I know it's very early, it's like mm-hmm. baseball, I have an opinion about, you know, the, the quality or the yields, anything going on right now that... Yeah. 
Well, we've talked about it in the last couple of podcasts, but uh, the Washington growers especially have had to cram a lot of work into a short period of time because of the long winter. But I think most growers are caught up now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's uh, it worries me a little bit that we've still got some planning to do at this, in, yeah. Yeah, at this yeah. late uh-huh. date. But, you know, just drawing on my experiences as a grower a dozen years or so ago, I mean, we put pots out the first part of June and still got essentially a full baby crop. So nice. uh, the weather has been wonderful uh, for training. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of good sunshine and uh, uh, some good heat units. So I think things are off to a fairly good start. Yeah. Talked to one of our, our growers good. from Oregon a little bit earlier today. You know, going well. Uh, the heavy water all subsided. Now they could actually use a little bit of rain, with that's, but that's Oregon, right? That's sure. just part of it. Yep. So. And then Idaho's in good shape overall. Yeah, Idaho looked real good. I know you're headed down there uh, tomorrow, yep. uh, but uh, I'll be down there again next week. Uh, it's just it's a, a joy for me to actually have uh, large quantities coming out of Idaho now because those growers do a wonderful job growing hops down there, and uh, uh, they're uh, – helping us uh, grow some good quality hops so we can keep our customers happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, it's it's uh, it's just, I think we're off to a good start so far. Um, we'll see where it leads. You can always have that hailstorm at the wrong time or other weather conditions. It remains to be seen how the pest pressure will be this year. But so far, we're off to a good start. So far, we hear Germany reasonably okay. I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks as well. Mm-hmm. And not really designed for a hop tour, and I won't be the, the expert anyway, but at least I can ask the question and, sure. and see how things are going over there. Yeah. That doesn't sound too rough. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it's <laughs> market research, Matt, market research. Okay. So. I like it. Okay, good. All right. No, well. But uh, we're uh, building a, a new uh, a warehouse, new warehouse in, 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 in Brussels uh, yep. to kind of uh, support our growing business there. So. I think that's one of the reasons Mike is going over, just to make sure that project gets off to a cool. good start. And, you uh, know, we've actually we we we've brewed IPA and double IPA with a with a brewery in northern Bavaria called called Kuhnmuller. Um mm-hmm. and uh, we actually had some hops that shipped through Brussels with through through YCH. Oh, um, cool! But it's uh, it just it goes to show you that I mean the palates of 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 the Bavarians in Germany in general are, are kind of starting to change a little bit. So we're, you know, we've been brewing some 80 some IBU beers over there and, and they're, you know, putting them out, out there and selling them out. And yeah, uh, that's a, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing a little in Germany. We're seeing actually a lot more uh, increased interest in, in both Spain and France and, okay. and Italy, all three of them actually, mm-hmm. and Germany as well. And, <clears throat> Part of it is an age thing, you know. The younger people want to try something different, and part of it is sure. they've always been great foodies yep. in their own sure. rights and willing to try something with a little bit more aroma. But it's been, like you said, Steve, part of part of our growth and sales really has come throughout continental Europe, and that's pretty mm-hmm. fun to be a part of. So. Yep, Scandinavia yeah, also cool. has a yep. huge well, following for craft beer up in the Scandinavian countries as well. So. Yeah, they just had the McKellar event in uh, Denmark. I heard some good, you know, people saying it was a really good event again. So yep. it's fun to see. Uh, I mean, Matt, you guys that have been doing this for a while really did lay a foundation for another export. We always think about exports out of the United United States as, you know, 
soybeans and wheat, Boeing jets, <laughs> and Hollywood movies. And I think we got we got to add uh, IPA and uh, craft American craft style beer to that as as a really yeah, a big so. export uh, uh, opportunity and part of our our country. I think it's a. Uh, we I I think that it's called American IPA because, you know, we we kind of like put it on the map, and I think the palates are changing over there. And like you said, the younger generation, and um, it's fun to be part of it all. I, you know, ten years ago when I was in Germany, I would have said that will never happen. <laughs> um, and look where we're at. So it's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it is pretty cool. Well, Matt, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend uh, with us today on our podcast. Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you again during selection and uh, and, and coming out here to Yakima. But uh, best of luck with uh, with that, you know, ongoing luck with that, that brewery. I know it's not all luck. It's a lot of hard work, but best of uh, wishes for that and uh, uh, hoping all things go well with you with these uh, these new price points and, and that part of the business. Yeah, Matt, whether you're making beer or watching baseball, we wish you nothing but great hops. <laughs> well, you guys keep growing them. We'll keep putting them in beer, okay? Thanks, man. All right. We'll, Thanks, try to, we'll try to keep up with you. Okay. You guys take care. Thanks you for too. including us. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye.